0: ever feel unable to focus tired and just low on energy we understand that feeling we understand it so well that the sports and the world podcast is brought to you by the couch Guys sports network and sponsored by our friends over at shock energy shock energy is a drink made by gamers for gamers all their flavors come packed with 180 milligrams of caffeine to ensure that no matter what you're doing your focus will always be razor sharp to keep you performing at the top of your game their formulas are designed to specifically give you high energy boost when you need it most while ensuring to avoid the jitters after too much caffeine consumption head over to www.shockenergy.com and use the promo code cgsn today for 10% off your order. Check out their green apple flavor box or even their watermelon flavor box. Oh, and don't worry, they ship worldwide. That's right, worldwide. Get your shock energy today and let us help you gain your focus and energy back. The Sports and the World Podcast is brought to you by ExoGun. Ever do a workout and feel like you need a massage after? Well get your massage without leaving the house. Don't let pain and soreness slow you down. ExoGun revives muscle, boosts circulation, and releases energy so you can recover faster and live better. Take it wherever you need it, work, the gym, the trail, and put the power of percussion massage treatment in your hands. It's portable, adjustable, and powerful. Exogun is trusted by the pros to deliver the ultimate in recovery. Like we said before, you can even use it for percussion therapy. What is percussion therapy? Percussion therapy boosts muscle function and recovery by penetrating deep into the muscle tissue a series of rapid, concentrated, pulsating strokes. Gain back control of your body and achieve long-term pain relief with Exogun. Get 10% off with code CGS10 at checkout. Comes with a charger and carrying case. Go get your Excel gun today and treat yourself to a massage at a moment's notice. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to us and how you're listening to us. Thank you for making the sports and the world podcast a part of your day. I'm Ladarius and I hope all of you are well And safe out there. And before we get into it, I was initially going to take a bye week. This week, you know, rest the voice, come back next week. But with all that's kind of going on the news, especially kind of two big stories for me, I felt compelled to jump on, give my thoughts, say my piece, and and keep and keep carrying on with the day. So with that being said, let's jump right on in. Now, the Golden State Warriors defeated the Boston Celtics four games to two to win another NBA championship. Now, to put it in context, they're the fifth team in NBA history to have at least four titles in an eight year span. You have to go back to those Lakers teams of the 50s and the 80s, the Boston team of the 60s, and the Bulls of the 90s. That's it. And one of the things I wanted to address right out of the gate is I already see on social media, by the way, you can follow me on social media at Laderson underscore Brown on Twitter and on TikTok, which I'll talk about more on the back end of the show. But i have already, I'm already seeing excuses of, of Golden State, you know, winning well, Jason Tatum wasn't healthy, so on and so forth. And here's the thing. It kind of feels like this championship is the first championship of their, the four of their last eight seasons. It doesn't feel that people can't create a narrative and make an excuse why the Warriors won. We could argue, listen, when they beat the Cavs, they weren't 100% healthy. We could say, okay, well, they had Kevin Durant. So, what's the excuse now is my question this warriors team has been great and think about this this team was absolutely terrible back in 2020 they were 15 and 50. that was two seasons ago this team think about it in the two year span they didn't have clay thompson you know they're, they're doing with Draymond. There were things going on, and it felt like, well, the dynasty's over. Because it is a dynasty. But all things considered, it just feels that this championship, winning it in Boston, there's something very significant to that. And then we look at, you have to talk about Steph Curry. Like, I understand people may have feelings about Steph Curry, but let's be clear. After, listen, this guy, listen, I'm just gonna just jump into this. He's the seventh player in NBA history to win four titles and have multiple MVP awards. And let me read some of these names. Some of them might be very acquiescent once it hits the ear. LeBron, MJ, Kareem, Tim Duncan, Bill Russell, Magic Johnson, and then Steph. Seven players, four titles and multiple MVP awards. If you, you have to put Steph in the conversation as particularly being the, in the top 10. Now, I'm not saying you have to, but he deserves to be in that conversation. And what's amazing to me is you still have some that are very reluctant to do so. And that's your opinion, and that's fine. Somewhere down the road, I might do my NBA all-time top 10 and reassess and look again. Because you can't deny the greatness of Steph Curry, easily the best pure shooter the game has ever seen. He changed the game, the way we play We were playing this game back in the 90s, where it was all about the post. It was all about guys like Shaq and Kareem, David Robinson. And all of a sudden, Steph decided to pull the game from the post to the perimeter. He's a game changer, literally and fair to him. The best shooter I've ever seen. And many of you have ever seen and you can't deny that but what makes this team particularly special is that yes it was about Steph and Clay yes but guys like Jordan Poole who averaged 17 points and almost 4 assists Andrew Wiggins 16.5 points 7.5 rebounds in these playoffs and then shout out to Kevon Looney who played every single game regular season and postseason It just wasn't about Steph, Clay, and Draymond, who also played very well in game six. And as I was talking to Tanya Ray Fox, and you can find the interview, you know, on the Sports in the World podcast, I talked to her a while back, and that's what I talked about, that this team is not about Steph and Clay and Draymond. You look at guys like Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, Kevon Looney, you know that's amazing to me and and also i get the narrative about draymond green but listen draymond green in the huddle told kevin durant we don't need you and he was technically right because they had i believe they had a championship before he got there so and people were like oh well you need a kd okay KD leaves the Warriors are still your champions and now kevin durant is in brooklyn And I don't know how that team is going to look next season because they got to do something. Because you can't come back with that team that you rolled with this year, next year. But that's a whole subject for another day. But what I will say before I wrap up and transition on to another topic I want to talk about. When I look at this Warriors team and their place in history, it's pretty amazing to do what they've done in an era a free agency where you have players moving around trying to position themselves to be, you know, a championship caliber team. And yet Golden State has four titles in a decade. To be more specific, four in eight years. And that's amazing to me. Because look at where this team was two years ago. And it's like one of those ESPN 30 for 30, like 30 for 30. I'm like, well, what if I told you that this Warriors team was 15 and 50 back in 2020 at the bubble and they didn't, and now they're world champions. Steve Kerr, you gotta put him in the conversation. I don't wanna hear, well, he inherited a great team. I don't wanna hear that. Steve Kerr made, made moves on the court while he was on that sidelines to put the Warriors in the best position. And while everybody in that, In the wars will tell you well. You know, Steph was the guy. Draymond said it. Steve Kerr said it. But don't under don't undercut how great of a coach coach Steve Kerr is, and where this team was even this season. All of a sudden, here they are, another championship. So, you know, before I once again to talk about Boston real quick, it kind of feels when you watch them. They need a like a legit point guard. And I'm not knocking a guy like, you know, Marcus Smart. I'm not knocking guys like, you know, to, I'm not doing that. But if you ha- if I had to put the finger on what went wrong, we could argue maybe Jason Tatum didn't show up. But to be clear, it kind of feels and we keep saying this is Jason Tatum's team. I can make a case that listen, this could be Jalen Brown's team. Because I made I I will I've made this clear and I double down on what I said, is is that the question becomes, can you win a championship? Listen, I know Tatum's, what, 24? It's it's a relatively young core in Boston, so I'm not saying, you know, throw it away. But understand this. They have to figure out what went wrong. Because listen, they're still gonna be a favorite coming out of these. They're, They're still a great team. But it just feels like they're a point guard away from being a team that I could argue could have pushed this series seven games. Because is it you know it's easy to make excuses, and I'm not making excuses, I don't make excuses for teams, but penultimately, it kind of feels like this is becoming Jalen Brown's team and they need a legitimate point guard. Now, how they do it and how they find it, I'm not Brad Stevens and M.A. Yudoka. Because they have to figure out, because something's, and I feel it's that point guard position, because you need a natural point guard. A Chris Paul esque type of guy who can, yes, he can shoot, but is a distributor, is a pure point guard in every sense of the word distributor, facilitator. And I feel like Boston just didn't, you know, have, they have point guard, but I just feel they need a natural point guard there. Now, let's transition to, you know, our second and final topic because, like I said, I had to jump on and talk about a few things. And before we talk about WWE and what's going on with Vince McMahon and all that jazz, once again, you can listen to this episode and every episode of the sports and the World Podcast, Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. Once again, follow me on social media at Ladaris underscore Brown on Twitter and TikTok, where I'll be posting, and also on Twitter and TikTok, a daily trivia question that comes out every Wednesday, and I posted one this week, Go to you know follow me on social media on Twitter and TikTok, Ladders underscore Brown. No matter what this week's trivia question is, it's a good one. NFL in the night in the two thousands. Excuse me. And follow me on Instagram at Ladares double underscore Brown as well. So, all that being said, let's put a button talking about WWE. When well, I think of WWE, it, it kind of feels like. And to be clear, I love all wrestling. I don't believe in that tribalism nonsense, where I'm going to be loyal to one company and, and you know, say screw off to them with them. I love wrestling. I've been a wrestling fan 25 years. I got into wrestling because of Ahmed Johnson. We had the action figure. Good stuff if you haven't seen. So when I read about Vince McMahon, and you know he's stepping down from his responsibility as CEO of WWE. Because you know they're investigating allegations of misconduct against him that are being investigated, and his daughter Stephanie McMahon, who recently was taking a break from the company, is now inserted to the role as interim CEO, which lets me know that you know Vince, if the, if this investigation clears him, he'll be he'll just be he'll be the CEO again. But let's be clear, this doesn't only involve Vince, it involves the head of talent relations in John Laranitis. And essentially Vince McMahon allegedly had an affair with the woman, doubled her salary once the affair began and passed her to Laranitis. And it was a $3 million, you know, settlement. Here's the thing, I am not in the business of, you know, not say passing judgment What I will say is this. If true, this is pretty damning for Vince McMahon. And mind you, Vince McMahon has gone through a lot of things. A lot of things. As head of, as the head of WWE. Now, the question becomes, in a situation where it feels like this company with rumors that it could be sold later this year, next year. This is a big deal because if this investigation kind of turns to the way where like, well, Vince really did do this, then what's going to happen to the future of this company? Yes, it could go to Stephanie. It It could be. But what I see on social media is that, listen, Nobody's sitting here saying Vince is a. You know, listen. Vince has done a lot of things. He said a lot of things. You know, at least at my time watching, which has been a long time. But understand this. This, this right here. It, it's a big deal. Because if whatever this investigation comes out, and if it comes out, and the board's like, okay, well, we gotta do something to try to push him out. I'm not saying that's gonna happen, but we have to put that in the conversation, all options have to be on the table here. Because I'm not gonna assume his innocence, nor am I going to assume his guilt. I'm not gonna say, excuse me, I'm not gonna say he's innocent, nor say he's guilty. We're all basing this on assumption, on the assumption that he's guilty. Assumption. What happens to the company? if he's innocent then it could just be well you know it happened but he's gonna be on smackdown and he's gonna probably more likely address the situation and i'm very curious to see what he says and moving forward what this investigation finds out because at the end of the day and like i've mentioned you reach a point where we've seen vince do a lot of things but this right here Seems pretty serious because now you're involving it's this this is the board. The board's like, we could be tired of this. And be like, well, we gotta do something, Vince. We'll give you X amount of money and you just step aside as CEO and chairman. But it kind of feels like in this situation, and let's be clear, for people on social media who are putting out victims, who are putting out the name of the woman involved. Shame on you. Because there was an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. Her name had no business. I don't people are like, oh well, it's a publicly traded company. Stop it. When you sign an NDA, your name is covered up with it, and you're I just wanted to get that out of the way. But before I close this episode, I just want to leave you with this. I want people to understand this. We've seen too many stories, especially the whole Deshaun Watson thing. I won't go through it again for those listening. But when we have these allegations, we have to look at them. And we have to assume that, listen, all the facts could lead us to one direction and one path. And understand this. The whole thing with Deshaun Watson, to me, that is very bad. I, I, and to me, just to slip this in, he may get the whole season. Even if they can contend with well, other people, that, that's not the point. That New York Times piece was... Pr- <sighs> didn't look great. It wasn't great. It wasn't a great look for Watson and a chance to play this season at all. That little modicum we thought he was gonna play, that New York Times report by Jenny Ratzis came out, gone. As for Vince, if these, if these allegations are true, what does the company do? What does WWE do? Could we imagine life without Vince McMahon as chairman and CEO of WWE? And all I'm saying and putting out there is that you should consider it and put it out there. But, and on that note, I thank you so much for listening. And then the next time you'll see, and possibly and hear me again, be real, be you, be blessed, and be safe from all of us here from the sports and The World Podcast.